This is live coverage of the 2021 Steelers Minicamp, live from Heinz Field, on your 24-7 home for the Steelers, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Moat Singular, back in the saddle. <laughs> yes, indeed, Steelers Blitz on SNR. <sighs> right down here at Heinz Field, yes. first day of Minicamp, Minicamp, Minicamp. I get so excited when I'm around football, like live football. I can't, it, you know, it's it's a lot harder. I feel like for me when I'm around you around football because me and you, we already have a lot of energy. We <laughs> we get each other going, and we typically do this in a studio that can be, you know, can rival a jail cell at yeah. times in terms of not a lot of views, not a lot of things to distract us or excite us but we find ways to get excited to, to get distracted at times and now you got we me do. out here with my baby yeah you know with, with good old football <laughs> taking place still the football on top of that come on man i'm over here you saw i didn't even sit down during the break you did it I, this, I this is true he's not lying you know what in fact there was like three times in that last segment i was almost just standing up as well yeah. you, you know all we need you, you know what all we need is up? like some it's third down and some bells playing in here and we'll be like all right come on let's listen go. let's go Watching you stick your head out the window reminds me of when you get, you know, you got your dogs that ride in the car, and it's the first time they're in the interstate, and they just, oh, got to cut their head out to have the wind blowing the ears and the tongue out. That's what my good-haired colleague, Wesley Eula, looked like yep. during this break. I'm standing up, turning around in circles because I'm looking out here, trying not to look, but I'm looking some more, and my man Wes is just halfway out the window, just, oh, taking it all in. This is what happens when you get us for our first practice and our first one and, and like you've said and, and just a long time because I mentioned the last time SNR did live broadcast mm -hmm. was February of 2020 at the combine mm -hmm. but that wasn't like practice or anything Correct. that's just from the combine from and Radio Row covered, in Indianapolis and we've covered OTAs before but we've never did them during practice we Correct. were always after we were practice. always afterwards so this, similar thing out there you can't really describe right. what's going on anyways but it's a lot easier or it's it less is. to worry about when you're sitting out here and there's nobody on the field remember we worry about is it going to storm on us or not whereas right here it's like <laughs> we did have oh, to die Oh. Raindrops a few times. Yeah, it got serious at times. Whereas right here, though, this is you're in the action. It feels very reminiscent of a game day it, it, for it us, does. at least from a media yeah. standpoint. This is because these are the formalities that we would traditionally go through, and now being able to go through them officially, it just feels good, man. You know, for you though, I bet you one thing that didn't feel normal, right? One thing that was not a formality. Uh, you want to tell the listeners out there about how uh, I had an easier time getting into the building today than you did? Yeah, so I'm glad I you never brought that up. I never up. thought that I'd be able to get into this place easier well, than Arthur Motes, but I, here I, we I, are. I will say this, and I'm glad you brought it up because this was my second time at this place. So the first go around, <laughs> it was like how I expected. I parked in my player's lot. My man's out. It's no ID, and it's like, oh, that's Motes. You're good. In and out, no problem. Coming back, that though. VIP treatment. Coming back, though, I told myself before I left, I said, I'm parking with the media guys park. I want to be a part of the group today. And what did I do? I text you. Usually I don't even text you. Did. you. I was you like, did. yo, where did you park? Where did you park? Where did you park? Where did you come I'm in? Like, look, I, I go over to that parking lot. Your name's not on the list, but we know who you are. Go in there. So I'm like, all right, cool. I park. So I'm like, all right, still all good. But I, I don't want to be the guy that does that. Hey, man, I'm this guy. Like, let me in. So I go through the other entrance now because I'm parked on the other side of the stadium where I typically have – I actually have never parked that for any game day things. So I'm going through this new gate, the media gate, and once again, they pull out the list. I'm like, okay, this should be interesting. <laughs> and my man's like, you're not on the list. And I, I feel bad because 
I'm like, well, I have this show that I have right. to host. I know I have a nice little walk because of how big the stadium sure, is. Sure. But I'm I'm respecting the process. Your process yeah. and your position because yeah. I don't want to be the guy that says, well, hey, you don't know who you I don't am. Know who I, all right, because I've seen those guys and yeah, yeah you could do it, but it's, I don't I don't want to guy. be that guy. So yes, I waited down there. I called my friend. It, it, it was very reminiscent of how it is typically when we record. I always get to hit you. Hey, come open the door for me, man. You know, I, I don't have card access. <laughs> but but it was cool. Shout out to the lovely Teresa Varley, man. She was down there. She, she was able did. to she hooked it up to, to get me up here, and uh, everything worked out well. But man, it was a funny thing for me because. Like you said, I'm like, man, I was just here on the other side of the stadium, and it's all love because that's where the players go. But <laughs> me trying to do the whole media thing and stay oh, true. I was cracking up. <laughs> I was cracking up. Never did I think I'd have to help Arthur Motes around Heinz Field. Yeah, but, hey, man. you know what? It's it's minicamp. Well, I mean, and, we're, and, all, we're all figuring it out here as we go. Well, and, and while we were doing the break, we were briefly talking about this. I said that uh, this is not just my first time covering a practice, but this is my first time up in this media booth correct i was like when i did the playoff broadcast which i did that was in a totally different section mm -hmm. because it was solely just the tv stuff so sure. i never even knew what floor to come into it that was another reason why i was texting mm -hmm. you because i'm like man i don't know where we're supposed to go which check. way how does this work yep. i knew you had been around before so i knew how to get the chicken piece that's about it so i figured if you didn't <laughs> respond you would just catch me in chicken and piece until you just found share me. some crab fries yeah that, that was gonna be the thing so yeah we are um you know we kind of try to paint the picture a little bit we are we're in the same broadcast booth um that the famous voices of billy hillgrove uh craig wolfley and tunch Ilkin have occupied for so long um we are we we've got a you can't get much better view than us our buddy steel city champs did tweet us he said, I'm willing to help donate for a fund for a live video feed during this time because the way you two have described your view makes me curious of how beautiful it is. Here's how beautiful it is. Before Moats and I went on air, I snapped a picture that I was going to tweet out. But our vantage point is so good that I said to Moats, I said, I don't know if I can tweet this picture. Because you could literally I said, see I said, I, said I, might, I might get in trouble for yes. tweeting this picture because you can see it. You can see the different position groups, what they were working on, how yeah. they were lined up. Like, I literally had a tweet crafted, and I said to Moats, I said, I, 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 can't, send, I can't tweet this picture out. Now, now Power Grid, Megawatch, you know what that sounds like. It sounds like Wes is so big money that he has this super expensive phone with this elite level camera, and that's why he was able to get this super four. I don't even think it was four. It might have been five K. Now that I think about it, he had this five K picture. I'm just like, bro, I can see the blades of grass. I can see what color socks Mr. T.J. Watt has on right now. Like, you can't put this picture out here, man. You ready for this? Speaking of picture, as we continue to, I tell you what, our 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 boss Brian, if he's back in the studio, we're just chasing. You can't put us out here. This is what happens. We chase. Happens, we man. chase shiny silver objects. Moats, this is the first time I'm taking in Steelers practice, Steelers action with my contacts in. I mean, buddy, I can I can read the hall. This is amazing. I can read the Alan Fanica on the Hall of Honor across there the field go. there. The Heinz Ward like it's right in front of hey, my face. I I'm glad to hear that. Uh, last year, I would have never been able to see any of that. It would have just been a big blur. Uh, this is this. I mean, this really is. We we will continue to talk about it too much. Mm -hmm. um, we know you guys. We you get it by this point. But we're just man. It's been so long since. It's one of those things, right, Arthur Motes? Um, the classic, like, you don't know what you have till it's gone type thing. Like, you take something for granted until it's not there. Um, it is a beautiful summer day here in western Pennsylvania. The sun is shining. We are at Heinz Field. The Pittsburgh Steelers are playing football in front of us. Uh, like I said earlier, you, you can't get much better than this, especially after the last, you know, 15, 16, 17 months. Absolutely. Now, before we went to break, we had talked about 
three things we want this team to improve upon during OTAs, or what we would have hoped they improved upon during OTAs. So I know we asked the uh, the Power Grid and the Megawatts to get some tweets in, but to start the conversation off, I'll go with my first thing that I would like, or that at least I hope was improved upon during this OTA period, and that is Matt Canada and Ben Robsberger finding common ground in this offense. And what do I mean by that? Hmm. We know with Matt Canada, he likes shifts and motions. Now, I've done some digging, some research, and just going back watching the tape of him at LSU, watching the tape of him at Pitt, and seeing just to the full extent how <laughs> mm. how many shifts and motions and pre-snap movement he likes. Very reminiscent of Chip Kelly in terms of that first year when he was in Philadelphia, some of the stuff that they would do from a pre-snap standpoint. Now, granted, we know with Chip Kelly, it was still a little bit more exotic, but sure. – and this to, to, to give you someone that you can at least put your mind and say, okay, that framework, that is the mentality. That's what I want you to start thinking of. But seeing how frequently he has guys lined up any and all type of places pre-snap in terms of guards, tackles, in terms of receivers lined up in the backfield, running backs lined up outside, all offensive linemen lined up on one side, and then just blowing up the whole formation. That we've never seen that at the NFL level to that extent. We've also never seen Ben Roethlisberger have to move around that much from a pre-snap standpoint. So the common ground that I'm interested to see is how do we get the shifts in motions? How do we get the pre-snap movement that is very impactful and very beneficial to an offense while still not being too much of an to Ben Roethlisberger, especially at this stage in his career? Because you don't want to inconvenience your, your star players like that. And I always feel like it's a good balance from both coaches and players. In terms of the, the teams that are able to have high-end success, you have that balance of players feeling comfortable but coaches feeling comfortable with what they have out there as well. Yes. And that's the balance that I'm going to be looking for and that I hope they're able to, to come out of this thing with. Yeah. No, I mean, that is that – is, if we – you know, if you and I were making a list of kind of off-season th- themes – um, you know, concerns from last year that we want to see improve this year, however you want to label it, however you want to name it there. I don't know if that would be number one on the list, Arthur Motes, but it would be very high on the list. Uh, I am I'm certainly with you. Um, and I, I think that's, that's reasonable to expect. You heard Matt Canada talk about that this morning. I caught some flack from one of our listeners a couple weeks ago um, when I said that it was going to have to be give and take from both Matt Canada and Ben Roethlisberger, that – Canada couldn't ask Ben to do everything he wanted to do and that mm-hmm. Ben couldn't ask Canada to do everything that he wanted to do. And, you know, we had uh, some listeners who were upset about that and thought I was poo-pooing Ben Roethlisberger. That is not poo-pooing the guy who I just said a half an hour ago can already get fitted for his jacket in Canton. That's being realistic about how when you have a veteran quarterback who's entering, what, year 17 mm-hmm. in the league who is um, longer in the tooth now, shall we say, right? It, it, it has to be give and take from both parties. Because you, you, you want this offense to move in a more um, futuristic, a, a more modern NFL more, just direction. Just more progressive. Yes, more progressive. Yeah, the That's, the the word I'm, going, That's the word yeah. I'm looking for. Um, but you also, at the same time, too, have to consider the, the skill set of your quarterback. And while he was for a large chunk of his career, we know now just with his age and, and, and with wanting to keep him upright and keep him protected, too, you, don't, you, you can't have Ben be as mobile as – Josh Allen, right? You know what I mean? And even when we speak of mobile, not even in the sense of him running, but sometimes the fakes that need to be carried out still put him in a compromising position because as defenders, 
we're taught the best way to get rid of zone reads or zone read action is just hit the quarterback hit the every quarterback. play. Yep. And teams will start to say, well, you know what? Let's not have this guy actually carrying out this fake. Mm-hmm. You back up and make it really clear that you do not have the ball. So those are the things that we're going to have that common ground that I'm referring to. That's that's it. Because once the play happens, I love the, the Matt Canada approach in terms of the pre-snap shifts and motions. But at the end of the day, the plays are still your basic run plays, basic right. pass plays. He just gets to it in an exotic way. And why is that significant? Well, I think about when Matt Canada was at LSU and they're playing against Mika Fitzpatrick's mm-hmm. Alabama team. You think that LSU had the dogs from a position-by-position position standpoint to compete with Alabama at that time? No. No, they did not. It wasn't even close. But when you look at the way that – Canada was able to use the shifts and motions. It made it more competitive offensively for those guys. It allowed a, it allowed them the ability to hit some longer runs and gash them at times. The same could be said when he was at Pitt and they beat Clemson. Yeah, put forty on them, right? Yeah, that wasn't an easy test. You think the players at Pitt were just as good as those Clemson players from an offense to defense standpoint? Not at all. But when you do the shifts and motions, what does that do? It makes you as a defender have to to dial it back a little bit. It makes you have to think and hesitate for a split second. And that's the difference in terms of you having this big advantage versus that gap being closed. And once that gap is closed, now a lot more things come into play in terms of it being a positive or negative play for me. So when I see those things and I think of the way that the Steelers offense is set up right now, we're not the best up front. We're very young up front. We got multiple guys making their first starts and potentially, yeah. I mean, you aside, could, aside from DeCastro, there right. is not a lot of experience. And on even that line. with DeCastro, you have the concerns about health. So when I'm thinking of those things, I'm saying to myself, well, this could be a very familiar situation for Matt Canada when he lines up and says, well, hey, our O line probably isn't the best in terms of being able to just block these guys for four quarters straight up. So what are we going to do? Oh, let's go back to the old bag of, all right, we're going to have Zach line up on this side. We're going to have this guy line up on that side. All right, we're going to have the running back line up over here. Then we're going to motion this guy. Then we're going to shift this guy. Then we're going to motion back. We're going to have this going on. Then we're just going to run a regular dive. But by the time we've done 30 different things from a yeah, pre-snap standpoint, true. that dive doesn't look like a dive anymore. That dive looks so exotic. It's disguised as something else. But all you're doing is getting your three to four yards, keeping you on schedule. So now it's second and manageable. It's third and short. Those are the things that a Matt Canada-style offense allows you to do. And if Ben can find that common ground with him, those things are going to be beautiful to see, man, when they take place. 100%. Arthur Mutz, you and I have talked about before. You know, we've got our you – know, this is like the third – this will this will be the fourth season upcoming that you and I have been doing this show together. So we've got some we've got some history now, if you got will, right? Got a little right? history. A little history. Um, you and I have, have joked in the past there, there's two P words that we don't like, mm-hmm. um, potential being, being the other one, but you, you can't be predictable, mm-hmm. right? Uh, potential is, 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 is one that we don't like in the sense of, yeah, everybody has potential. You've you got to fulfill it, and, and we don't like to hear about guys' potential hey, all the time. Potential to get you fired, Potential baby. to get you fired, potential to get your mm-hmm. job taken. Uh, predictability is the other one. In the national, I mean, in any sport, right? But particularly in the National Football yeah. League, where the gap between talent is so close, is so close. the ga- The gap between the best team in the league and the worst team in the league is is shrinking every single year. Um, that was a, a big problem for the Steelers down the stretch at the end of last season. No, I, I think it we, I think was. we can all, I think we can all admit that um, it worked for them for a standpoint, but then eventually they became too predictable. 
Uh, and you got to think Matt Canada is going to be a huge part of that, Motes. And, and that's why my number one uh, top o improvements from OTAs that I wanted to see, uh, more pre-snap movement and motion, more play action. And I think we're starting to see that. That's something that for the last few years the Steelers have been bottom five in the league. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying they're going to be top five in the league right now, but they'll be much closer to the middle of the pack than, than in the basement. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Now the second thing that I want to see them improve upon, it coincides with Matt Canada's offense, right? But it's more so about Najee Harris in formulating a clear-cut role for him both in the running in the rushing attack along within the passing game. I feel like this is a guy that you have to have a clear cut. We're using him this way, this way, and this way. I don't want it to be the scenario where we saw with uh, Chase Claypool at the end of the year where we're like, why aren't we using him more? Why isn't he getting targets? Why is he not a focal point in this offense? That should never come up. If Najee Harris is healthy, correct. If he is healthy every week, it should be very clear. This is the plan. He's getting the ball. These places getting the ball like this. We yep. also have this and this that we can use for him because he's that special. When you draft a guy at 24, a running back in particular, you use that player. You make sure that he is the key component of your offense every day you come out here. Yep. Every single day. So that's the other thing that I'm just like, if you're Matt Canada, you have to be watching him during OTAs and seeing the things that he does well. Some of the things that he might surprise you with because – you can watch a guy on tape at the collegiate level, and you can have a pretty good idea of what he's capable of. But it's something about special players. When you put them around talent of, of equal or greater, right. at sometimes they rise and they start to show different things, things that we never knew they were capable of because they never felt the pressure of having to show them. Right. That's what you're also going to get from Najee during this time frame. That's well and said. that's another thing in terms of if you notice that, hey, this guy's capable of running a lot more routes than we thought he was. Let's make sure we utilize that. Oh, this guy's not just an inside run. He can run on the outside as well. Well, let's make sure we utilize that. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that I'm, I, I definitely hope that they're able to get done during the OTA period and during this mini camp period. I, I think that's well said by you. It all we, we know, right, this stuff is all um, like overlaps. It's, it, it's all works in conjunction mm -hmm. together too, right? And I think that was – you know, this is something you and I discussed in, in, in the weeks after um, the, the loss to the Browns here in Super Wild Card Weekend hey now. back in January. Um, it, it felt like at times they were a little unbalanced, mm. right? Where, where um, one side of the football was being asked to shoulder too much of the load, right? That's like correct. Yep. It, it, at times it felt like the offense earlier on in the season at times when the offense was, was scoring a lot of points and putting up big touchdowns, right? Um, and then down the stretch, it kind of felt like the defense was just out on the field way too much. The offense couldn't sustain drives. They were throwing the football too often. They were going three and out too often, right? And the defense would just get off the field and then have to go back out there. And they're, and they're playing, you know, 20 more snaps than the other team's defense. And, and as the game wears on, they're just gassed down the stretch and weren't um, – slamming the door shut in those crucial fourth quarter moments like we had become accustomed to. Mm -hmm. All this stuff works together, Arthur Motes, um, to the benefit of everyone. If you put too much stress on your defense, um, you're going to have that eventually catch up with you. And like I said, I do think we saw – that wasn't the only thing last year. That wasn't a, a, a massive thing last year, but it was certainly part of the equation as to why this team uh, did not look nearly as good in the final third of the season as they did in, in the first half, first two-thirds of the season. 
All this stuff, I think, helps the defense. They're more rested, right? Then in turn, maybe they create a few more turnovers, a few more splash plays, which in turn, right, helps the offense get more opportunistic situations. Uh, you need that balance. And, again, it all, I think it comes back to that predictability thing that we were just talking about a minute ago, too. Um, and, and all this, yeah, it, it, it works in conjunction, and everyone's kind of, uh, you know, pulling the, tugging the rope together, if you will, rowing the boat together. Um, and and I, I do think that that's going to see something or, or be something that we're going to see improve this year. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And that, that goes back to what Coach Tom would always talk about in terms of just all three units working in concert together. Offense makes a play. All right, defense, make sure you get a quick turnover, get a quick three and out so we can get the guys back out there. We know that opposing defense is tired. Oh, defense, all right, we just had a long drive. Man, we got we got our butts kicked on this drive. Offense, give us a, give us some time right here. Don't don't get a three and out offensively. Sustain the <laughs> drive. Get a couple of first downs. Those are the things that we refer to. And then, obviously, we talk about the special teams element as well. Offense and defense struggling, special teams. Give us a, a pick-me-up. Give us a boost right here. Those are the things that – can get accomplished during this time frame as well in terms of just that understanding and that ability to to pick up on these things because there will be times for each unit out here where they're going to have to do that they're going to have to say all right we got to make a play here guys and you're going to have to be able to look across and know that that's going to be done and it's going to be done at a high level so without a doubt man i like this so far and then, i love it and then for me man the last thing that i, I really want to see get improved upon or hopefully did get approved upon during his OTA slash mini camp period, is finding that third cornerback. Oh. We know we need that, baby. Yeah. Definitely uh, got to have that. 100%. You know what? That's funny because my I don't know if I ever if I technically said what my second – my second thing was like secondary solidarity. You know, you, you touched mm -hmm. on this in our opening segment. Um, while the secondary was – it was very good last year. Um, man, they, they did have some moments where it just didn't look like they were on the same page. Mm -hmm. You know? Um there was there was some some breakdowns on the back end. I, I just I, I it feels like there's more solidarity this year. Um, you've you've got a, a new coach on the back end there as well too, right? Uh, it's Grady Brown who is now the secondary coach in for Tom Bradley. Um, that that is that's something as well too. Kind of relates to to what you were just talking about as well too. I think there's got to be for, for the talent that we know that they have, right? Mika Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden, mm -hmm. those guys. Their resume speaks for themselves. You and I are both believers in Edmonds, um, and, and we've talked about how important he is to this defense. Even though it might not show up right in the highlights or might not show up on the stat sheet, well, his tackles do show up <laughs> on the stat sheet. Um, but but I, I, I am with you as well there. Um, and then my third one, Arthur Motes was, and I think we're seeing this, I think you notice this when you're hearing guys speak, what we're seeing, and again, we can't describe what's going on down here, but there's a lot of hooting and hollering and <laughs> high-fiving and screaming, and yeah, there's competition going on right now, Arthur Motes. Renewed energy. You know, I, I think at times last year, like we heard Ben talk about this, we heard DeCastro talk about this, it just, it, it didn't necessarily feel like football. Right where yeah, at times you feel flat because you're, you're doing you didn't virtual have the fans, you know fans, virtual, virtual meetings, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I think that there's a, a sense of renewed energy. Not well, that these even guys, how, I mean, you saw the videos of how spaced out they were in the meeting right, rooms. Exactly, like, exactly. That's not fun. I mean, part of the, the best parts of being a professional athlete is being able to sit in these meeting rooms with the guys. Exactly. It, it, it it reminds you of like lunch period back in high school. 100%. You know, like being with the boys. Right. This is what you want. So even though we're having a good time, we're learning. But we're able to have fun while doing it. When you're not able to have that type of fun, it does suck. 
It, it does I'm suck sure when you got to sit here for hours on hours in meetings, but you can't really be there with the guys. You can't have those moments that get created organically. Mm-hmm. So now that you get that, yeah, you do feel that excitement again. It, it, and it is fun, and I do feel like that has a positive impact 100%. on how you play. It, it, it has to, right? Because, again, I, it's not like these guys stopped loving football last year, right? But, mm-hmm. so, but so much of what went into, and everybody knows this, it's – it's part of it doesn't even matter if, if all you played in life was you know a few years of varsity sports in high school Arthur Motes right you still know that camaraderie mm-hmm. the locker room the road trips the practices all that stuff it was not the same for these guys last year you Very know true. Th- the road trips they're more spread out and they're not allowed to visit each other in their hotel rooms they got to stay separated right and distanced and and like you talked about the meetings they're either all spread out or they're doing them virtually you know on their iPads or their computers we know you and I know we sing the praises here on this show all the time of just those magnificent chefs down at the cafeteria on the Undefeated. south side of the studio. I- I'm sure just getting lunch and stuff for those guys wasn't the same this year Arthur mm-hmm. Motes I think you noticed that too. While, yes, this is, this is a business, this is a job for these guys, it's also why they talk about playing a kid's game. You know, getting yeah. paid millions and millions of dollars to play a kid's game. And when you have things back to normal, it feels much more like that kid's game. Hey, no question, man. And like I said, it does feel good for it to be back to normal. Yeah. You know what else that we get when it's back to normal? What? Man, we get power grid and megawatt oh, input, man. So, some. you know, we, are, I, we ask them to list what they well, you know, their top three things of what they would like to have improved upon during the OTA mm-hmm. mini camp period. And we're going to make sure that we give them that opportunity to that, you know, so we can voice that. Oh, so we, we got you got us over here on the, on the I sure do. Yeah. So improvements that, that people want to see out of OTAs. Uh, Annie chimes in here and says, number one, Ben establishing a rapport with center plural Centers. maybe yeah <laughs> absolutely right I, that 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 is certainly a great one and yeah it's 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 a uh, it's not just one guy now it's it's the you know we all know that green is in the conversation we know bj finney's in the conversation has and our uh, second one is revamped offensive line starts to gel and that's certainly we know you know it's 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 that classic arthur motes the um the strength of the uh, the 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 pack is stronger than the wolf, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sum is greater than the whole. The sum is greater than the whole. The pack is stronger than the wolf. Yeah, yeah, that that's very true with offensive lines in the NFL. The the whole can be greater than the sum of its parts. Um, and, and you need a uh, revamped offensive line certainly to gel sooner rather than later with a lot of new faces, a lot of moving parts. And then number three from Annie. Improved balance between pass and run game. Mm, I like that. And that's something that we've definitely talked about, man, in terms of them needing to become more balanced. They've been working for that to get improved, but that's something that they can continue to put as a focal point. Uh, Steelers Nation 920 says, my three improvements. Number one, run blocking. That is, that's, that's been top of the list priorities, absolutely. Number two is, is kind of what you talked about in reestablishing the secondary now with some new faces. And then the third one, this is a good one. How about just less passes dropped? Mm. <laughs> that's certainly it. Unfortunately, we did see a lot of yes, drops last year. Yes. What, we led the league in, in pass drops. I believe yes, so, particularly down man. the stretch as well, too. Way too much. Yeah, it's uh, definitely something that we're going to need to uh, improve or play. And hopefully we're definitely doing that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rod Dalla says, number one, offensive line playing physically and firing off the ball. I like that from Rod Dalla there. Number two, communication in the secondary. That was kind of what I discussed the number three here, Arthur Motes, Ben Roethlisberger's deep ball. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from an accuracy standpoint, that is something that we're going to want to see more consistently 
we know at times the arm strength was there. It was more so the touch, and that's why we saw some of the overthrows and things yeah, like yeah. that. But hopefully, you know, with him being further removed from that reconstruction uh, surgery on the elbow, that now those things are starting to come back even more, and he'll be able to be a more improved version and not what we saw towards the back end of last year. It'll be more towards what we saw in the beginning of the season. So definitely hoping for that. Motsi, uh, we got some more tweets here, but they are all in other facets so of what questions. We'll, do is we'll this, get to man. those on the other side. Obviously, because we got to go pay bills. You know that. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting fined my first day back at Hinesville. <laughs> That's not how this thing goes. So we're going to go to break. But when we come back, we will continue to address your tweets. And like I said, we're going to also hear from Terrell Edmonds. We had some idea from him when he spoke with the media earlier today. So once again, this is Motsi Euler on SNR.